step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. much for joining us on this Sunday morning's edition of Down to Earth. It's Sunday morning and for some reason it's Palm Sunday and it's the most remarkable Palm Sunday because for the first time in maybe since World War II we're not actually gathered in a church to celebrate Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday as you know is this Sunday leading up to the Advent of Christ. And Palm Sunday is also the official end of Lent. And what a time this has been since Lent began in February. We have practically been on lockdown. We have seen the coronavirus spread across the world. And we had no idea going into Lent that the coronavirus would actually be the focus. And now it seems very clear to all of us that the coronavirus has captured not just our imagination, has it has restricted daily life. It has caused us to re-examine the ways in which we ourselves, how we do business, how we go to work, and even how we stay at home. How do we shop? How do we go out in public? I mean, I just read a story just a few minutes ago that the Michigan legislature is planning to uh, curtail the governor's request for an extension of the state of emergency. The governor proposed to extend it by 70 days to the Michigan legislature. Of course, they're Republicans, so they're going to publish a politicized everything. They want to politicize and extend the legislature. It's going to rage on and on. There's one thing that is unquestionable it's the fact that uh, politicians are using this to ramp up their political ambit. Uh, politicians in, in the southern states have refused to issue stay-at-home orders. Well, those states are going to be ravaged by coronavirus. It's just a matter of time. Similarly, here in Michigan, the epicenter of the virus right now is southeast Michigan. is the metro Detroit area, especially Detroit. So politicians in Lansing are saying, well, it's not affecting us. So if it's not affecting us, then as usual, this displaying the ill regard, no regard for people of color. So Republican politicians are saying, well, if it's not affecting us, the rest of the state should go back to work. Guess what's going to happen? Mark my words. You know what's going to happen? The virus is going to come at them in their communities and eat them alive. 
while they're sitting there showing no regard for other people. They have not examined the trajectory or the pattern of this virus. It's a very slow-moving virus. When it initially starts in a community, you don't know that it's there. So many of them who are talking right now probably have the virus and do not know because it takes weeks to manifest. You want to know how I know? Check this out. By the time it happened in China, they're now saying it probably goes back to November now that they have the data, right? So they're looking at the data and they're saying, well, this looks like it went back to November. It's very slowly. It seems to me that that's the same thing that we're having in Michigan. So people in Italy were watching the same happening in China and thought it could never happen. So it's, it's not our thing, it could never happen. Then it started happening in Italy. By the time they realized what it was, they were slow to have a lockdown initially. It wasn't all of Italy. It was just the areas they said stay home for, you know, a couple of days or whatever. Then now all of Italy is on lockdown. By that time, the virus had spread exponentially. People were still moving around. When the governor said stop moving, she wants everyone in the state to stop moving. Because the more you move around, the more you come in contact with the virus, and you are spreading the virus, doing something. Go ahead if you think you should reopen the state. I just think everybody should just come after you afterwards because you acted foolishly. It is stupid and ridiculous. It's just like watching the governor of Georgia who said he didn't know asymptomatic people could transmit the virus. And I'm like, has he been under a rock? These are very trying times. And it's in times like this, when you look at the fact that people's lives are at stake and politicians choose to politicize something that is a health crisis, they begin to realize you really can't place your trust in the hands of politicians. You really can't put your trust in the hands of men. You really have to know we have no choice but to look up. We have no choice but to look up and ask God for help because it is clear that our leaders don't have a clue or they don't know what to do and they don't want us to know they don't know what to do or they're acting in their own self-interest, which is not for the good of the population. While they can live in a bubble with glass ceilings all around them and so on, the rest of us can't. Some of us still have to go to work. People are still operating on the front lines. Healthcare workers have to take extreme measures when they get home to ensure that they're not transmitting any diseases to their families. And a lot of them are probably sick, but still go to work anyway because they feel as if they're needed. So their ends are sitting in their vaulted residences and have the nerve, the very nerve, to pretend that they're not as human as the rest of us. That is shocking. So it's times like these, you have no choice but to go to the scriptures. And when you look at it, that it is Palm Sunday, and on today, we're not headed to church to celebrate the advent of Christ entering Jerusalem. We're not doing what traditionally most of us have grown up to do. I can't remember a time in my lifetime when Palm Sunday was ever canceled. I don't remember that, ever. This is the first time in my lifetime that Palm Sunday is canceled. I probably need to talk to my grandmother who lived through World War II and ask her if Palm Sunday was canceled. But if you think about it, if, if God, the creator of the universe, it is important that... It is important to 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 recognize that uh, uh, 
it is important to recognize that uh, we are in a moment of crisis. And for many of us, it, for many of us, uh, we recognize that uh, that this might be something. Part of the problem too is that we have uh, come to the place where we're not even sure if if this is what it is. But last night, as I was preparing to come. And, and, and speak to my audience, I wondered, what should I talk about? And the scripture kept coming to me from Psalm 24. And it, it reminds all of us what we should do in times of need, in times of crisis. And this is a battle that we are fighting. This is a battle not of our faith, but this is a battle of our will. Can we survive this? How will things look like when this is done? It's not that we lack faith in God. We just haven't practiced our faith in God. It's not that we don't know that God is real. We just haven't practiced it in recent times. We're too busy. Our lives were too fast-paced. I imagine that after this, we probably are going to examine ourselves to determine if some of the things we thought we absolutely needed to do, do we really need to do it? Do we really need to... uh, take control of it, really? Or was it necessary? Like many of us are looking right now at how much money we're saving from not going to work. I mean, you're looking at if you're not going to Starbucks every morning, so that's an average of $8 a day. So you're saving 8 to $10 a day for four weeks. It adds up. Buying lunch as much, it adds up. You don't have to pay childcare. It's adding up. Yes, there are added issues. I mean, people are on Zoom and mothering and fathering, I'm calling it parenting while being alive, right? And people are shocked that while you're trying to Zoom, your children are interrupting <laughs> interrupting your live uh, broadcast. I'm like, welcome to my world. <laughs> Happens all the time, right? So you have to school them and say, I am going to be on for 45 minutes or an hour, don't talk, kind of thing. And it, it seems that it, it, it would imply then that our children are perhaps a compartment of our lives that we want to keep separate from the rest of our lives, but that's not really how it works. So when the two intersect, it's almost like, uh, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. You're probably going to hear sounds. I can't control them because they are playing and they're going stir crazy from being in the house. <laughs> and all of us are just like, that's called parenting. That's real time and real life. And so as we go through this week, I want us to be encouraged by the words of Psalm 24 because there's a lot to consider, especially here in Detroit area. Everyone knows someone who has been impacted by COVID-19. I think yesterday might have been the first day since the whole thing began that I didn't get a phone call or a text that someone I know has had it or been tested positive or someone died. And so as we go through this week, I just want to encourage us about this because the politicians are fighting, no doubt about it. They're grandstanding because a lot is at stake. The elections are coming up. They want to make sure that they retain their seats of power. So they're grandstanding. They're doing everything that they think is politically expedient but might not be expedient for our health, might not be expedient for our way of life. They're trying to control the messaging, control the information that is going on, controlling how health is even this person, 
much to our distress. It's not helping anybody. It's adding added layers of stress because we don't know where to go. So instead of looking to national leaders, we're looking to the governors. The governors are perhaps not doing what they should do. I was dismayed that the governor in Florida actually thought that the virus wouldn't reach him. I don't know why he thought so. Florida is an international city. People had been coming into Florida from December and January. No doubt that that virus was already there, right? For all we know, they could be controlling what the health department reports. It seems now that that is a thing in American politics that we don't have any integrity now, so you can't trust either reporting from government and state agencies, right? So when you look at all of these things, you have to ask yourself, well, where do we turn? What do I do? You're facing uncertainty. Uh, many people are facing the uncertainty of not knowing where they are supposed to be. Many people are facing the uncertainty of not knowing what they're supposed to do. What is going to happen after this? The Republicans are eager to get stuff restarted, but under what context? In what ways? How is that going to help the people? The Democrats are saying stay put because if you stay put, we will flatten the curve. Less people will be impacted. The Republicans are like, we don't care. We care about industry. We care about moving forward. Moving forward in what context? What we all fail to realize is that this is a plague. And a plague has come that has set apart our lives. It is crazy how stuff happens. I can assure you that this is not something none of us planned for. It is Palm Sunday, and instead of sitting in a church view, here we are. So I want to encourage you on this Palm Sunday, though it feels different. I want to just remind you that the Lord is still on the throne, and the Lord is still our help. Perhaps this came, I don't know, some pontificators are saying this came to uh, keep us and to remind us who God is. I'm not even sure about that. But all I know is that I want to know who is my help and where do I run to. So I want to read to you Psalm 24. Everybody is familiar with it. No, you can't go to your Bibles right now, but I'll read it to you. It says, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. And I'm reading the New King James Version. The world and those who dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those that dwell therein. So everybody in the world. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? Hmm. Think about that. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. Who is going to stand before God on our behalf? Who is going to go up to the Lord and say, Lord, have mercy on the people on earth? Lord, have mercy on the people in Miami. Lord, have mercy on the people in Seattle. Lord, have mercy on the folks in New York. Lord, have mercy on the folks in Nevada. Who is going to stand before the Lord? Somebody who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor has he sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting stores. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Now check this out. We're in verse 8. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. We're in the battle of our lives. The Lord mighty in battle. 
Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Amen. So now we know who is the King of glory. Now we know that in times like these, in this battle that we are all facing, the person we need to look up to is Lord. We need to look up onto the hills. We need to look up to the Lord knowing that he will fight my battles. How do we know that he will fight my battles? Well, that's why the Bible was written. God foreknew that a time like this would come. And the only thing and the only assurance we're going to have that we're in a battle we're struggling between good and evil. We see friends on, on the right, friends on the left just falling. Just Friday, I got a phone call that my former hairstylist, her cousin, her 22-year-old cousin died from COVID. Now, this, this, this just shocks everybody because they say that only older folks should be dying. A 22-year-old person who normally was in the prime of her life healthy dropped from COVID-19. When you hear stuff like this, it shakes the very foundation. I can't begin to tell you how I felt to know that someone as young as 22, someone I probably knew, died as a result of this virus. This is a battle for our lives, and it continues all around us. There are people whom you know. There are people whom you know who are dying from COVID-19. There are people whom you know who are sick from COVID-19. Some of us are even worried if it will ever land in my city, in my state. Will it ever come near my door? Well, this is what the Lord is saying. The Lord is mighty in battle. Some of us have deeper problems to worry about. Domestic violence is on the increase. People who are in the same home prior to before, they were always violent. Now the violence has increased exponentially. Right here in our own community, just a few days ago, I read a story about a man who took a saw to his wife. Yes, he did. He took a saw to his wife and hurt her. The neighbors heard and called cops. When that wasn't enough, he picked up his eight-year-old child and dropped her on the driveway. Can you believe it? His own eight-year-old child, he picked her up and dropped her on the driveway while he was using a saw on his wife. Imagine that domestic violence is on the rise. And because the police are slower to respond because of coronavirus, a lot of police departments are quarantined. Here in the city of Detroit, one-fifth of the force is quarantined. In six police officers in New York City is, is out with COVID. So the police are slower to respond. Guess what? Criminals are on the rise. Nobody wants to go to jail. So they're taking it out on their families. With the economy the way it is, people are not working. People have been furloughed. Jobs are non-existent. Politicians are get going stir crazy because they're like, if we don't do something like this, we won't be able to win in November. And I'm like, you worried about November? I'm worried about tomorrow. I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about folks who have to work. Just yesterday, you know, in, a, in an effort to support local restaurants, we all have to eat out, right? So do take up, use Grubhub and uh, DoorDash to make sure that you're supporting local restaurants. A lot of the local businesses we are used to in our communities probably will not exist after this is over. And so I went, I went to pick up something to do uh, a curbside pickup at a, re a local restaurant. And the server walked out, the, the, who was collecting, who was delivering the food, and she had on no masks and no gloves. This is the day after the CDC recommends that Americans wear masks, that everybody should wear masks. And I had to say to her, this is not safe for you. You should, I'm going to protect you by making sure I have my gloves on. 
but you should make sure that you have gloves on. What happens is in those establishments, they give them one glove for the entire shift because they can't find them or they don't want to spend too much or whatever revenue is down, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, the reality is people still have to work. If people don't work, they can't feed their families. As you have seen this week, state unemployment websites have crashed with the number of people filing for unemployment. It is going to be catastrophic when this is over. But in the meantime, so I can't worry about November. I can't worry about what politicians are focused on for November. I am thinking about right now. How do I get through this? Well, that's what Psalms 24 is helping me to cope. The Lord will fight my battles. All the battles that you have to fight. You may not have to take up armor and guns and and weapons of, of warfare to go out to fight a war. But the war that you're fighting is right there in your home. Fighting to keep your marriage together. Fighting to keep your sanity. Fighting to keep focused on good things. Fighting to keep your mental health. Fighting to keep your money in your bank account. Fighting to figure out what am I going to do after this because my job is out. They're not coming back. By the time they restart and so on, they're not going to have money to pay, so they're not going to have anything. Where am I going to live? Right now, there are a lot of people who are facing that. Uh, I saw a story, a good story, about a, a Brooklyn uh, landlord who reduced his, his tenant's rent to $1 a month. And he said, just send me a check for a dollar. It will cover it. Uh, that was in Royal Oak. Another guy in Brooklyn just said, you don't have to pay anything for three months. I got this. Just work it out afterwards. Don't pay anything for three months. I got this. You're not going anywhere. These are the kinds of battles that we are in and we need real answers to. Yes, they have imposed a moratorium on, on, on evictions and foreclosures. Yes, they have. That is from the leadership level, from the, the state level, from the national level. So we have to make, you can't engage in fighting about what's going to happen in the first week of of May. Let's just focus on today. Let's see if we can get through today and tomorrow and next week. Let's, first of all, let's just see if we can stay home. If we can get Pokey and them and Ray Ray and Shanae to stay home, that would help all of us. Don't you think? Let's just try to see if we can get our cousins to stop grouping together. I heard from somebody yesterday who lives in an apartment complex and who said that, can you imagine? People had a party the night before. Fifteen people showed up, y'all, rolled up with strollers coming out and carrying on 15 people in an apartment complex in a two-bedroom apartment. If that is not a petri dish waiting to happen, I don't know what is. If we can get Pokey and them to just sit still for a minute, is it driving all of us crazy? You bet. Is it stir crazy? You got to believe it is. Sometimes I just get in the car and go for a drive. I'm like me and myself, just, you know, just go for a drive and just try to shake it off and not think about the craziness of being in confined spaces. These are the battles that we're facing today. And this is why we are assured that God is with us. We are assured that the angel of the Lord is with us. We are assured that God will send help in times of trouble. And we have to remember this because it is going to help us. Imagine in your lifetime, you have never seen a Palm Sunday canceled. Neither have I. You've probably lived longer than I have. I've probably lived more years than you have. I've never seen a Palm Sunday canceled. But here we are. The Pope is going to give his blessing from St. Peter's Basilica by himself. There have been nobody standing in the town square in Vatican City. There will be nobody standing out there. The usual throng of crowds who are in Italy 
at this time of the year around Easter, that is shut down. It's not about to happen. And so I want to pray for all of us. And I want to pray for our leaders that they get some common sense. So they see that if Italy and the Pope can shut down all of Rome and shut it down the entire country of Italy to save lives, that is something that is necessary that we need to employ. This is the United States. We have more people living here than we have in Italy. If we don't stand the tide of this virus toward a lot more people, it is going to hurt a lot of people. Businesses, we can resuscitate. We have money. We have money. That's why we are the United States. We have the money. They have the money to resuscitate businesses. They have the money to give businesses loans that they can pay back in 50 years at low interest rates or no interest rates at all. They have money to help landlords to take them over so that they can keep people in their homes. They have the money. That is what we're going to pay, pray for. This is why the Bible says that we run to the hills from whence cometh our help, because men are going to fail us. Man will always fail us. Just a few weeks ago, I saw a well-known pastor here in the Detroit area, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of coronavirus, still opened his church because of ego, for no other reason but ego. Just as the Bible says, sworn deceitful and lift up your soul unto the God of self so that people can see you because you just can't fathom that something bigger than you could come along that could shut your doors. Expose people in the sanctuary. Now, more people are coming out of that sanctuary who are sick with COVID. I think they should all take out a lawsuit, don't you think? I think people need to hold these folks accountable, right? Be conscious. This is something that is bigger than yourself. So step back and let God deal with it. Step away from it and let God handle it. That's why he has given his words to us. These are the words of comfort that we need to take at this time. Now, I'm not going to tell you to go study the Bible. That's entirely up to you. That's why God gave you free will. Look where free will has gotten us. We have used our free will. We're free willing. We can do whatever we want to do. You've got to see that there is something wrong with this picture. There is something wrong with how we have used our free will, and everybody has free will, and so everybody is doing whatever they want to do that is a danger to the rest of us. We have become dangerous to one another. No, I can't see you in public and embrace you. I can't hold you. I can't touch you. I can't shake your hands. I can't embrace you with the love of Christ. You can't do the same to me because just look going to hurt us right now in the next few months, even after this is gone. We're going to be cautious about how we greet people. We're not going to touch people. We're still going to walk on with gloves and paranoia that the thing could come back. We're still going to not touch surfaces and not want to touch people because of this. But the Bible says that we should run to the hills from whence cometh our help. Let the Lord fight our battles. You're going to have a battle of the job. They're going to probably going to call. Right now, GM is contemplating reopening to make ventilators. Guess what? Nobody wants to go to work. Nobody wants to get COVID. The Lord will fight that battle. Right? right now, some people are getting calls from employers to come back to work. And I'm like, sincerely, seriously, you really want to go expose yourself to folks who probably have tested? Nobody knows that they have it. That's the thing. No one knows that they have it. We don't know that you have it because you could be asymptomatic. You could have a stronger immune system that is dealing with it internally and fighting it. But that doesn't mean that you can't transmit to someone who is more compromised. This is when we need to know the Lord. He says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. So let the King of glory come in on this Palm Sunday. 
Let us let the king of glory come in. Let us pray to the Lord, bombard heaven, and bring the Lord back in. I think the Pope had the right idea two Wednesdays ago when he asked on March 25th, when he asked all of us at 12 noon to look up onto the skies for help. Listen to what he said. He said, look up onto the skies for help while we repeat the Lord's prayer. Can you believe it? The Pope actually felt that we needed to look up for help. And I'm like, who y'all been praying to all this time? <laughs> that was the question I found myself saying. You're intriguing us to go pray the Lord's prayer. Then you all been praying to the Lord. I, I sincerely hope. I sincerely hope. But when you see leaders like that are entreating all of us to turn our attention, it tells us that that's not where our attention is. The attention was never on the palms that they were laid down. That was never the intention that Jesus wanted us to focus on. He never wanted us to to focus on the fact that he rode in on a donkey. That was not what that was about. He wanted us to look up. He said, it wasn't about me. He said, if you're going to look at anything about me, you look at the suffering that I went through to preach this gospel, to tell folks that they would be free, that you can be free in your minds in spite of whatever it is that is going on around you. This is a time that requires us to have nerves of steel when we can do absolutely nothing but to focus on what is in front of us. I know many of us, you are financially comfortable. God bless you. You're looking at, well, I have more than a year's income saved. I have more than a year's income. I could pay off my mortgage. Nothing is going to happen. My lifestyle will not change as a result of this virus. God bless you. Can I just ask you to give to organizations that are helping the needy? Can I just ask you to donate to organizations that are helping the needy? There are some of us who have more toilet paper stored up in your, in your, in your basement. Share a square. There's an ad that Cottonelle, the paper, the, one of the makers of toilet paper, is running on, my, on Instagram. Have you all seen it? And at the end of it, it says share a square. <laughs> right? Share a square. Donate some toilet paper. Just put it out with a big note. People can't come and get it. A car and drive down to the street and just put some down on a street corner somewhere. Some of us have more than enough. God bless you. Now help someone else to have. This is a battle that we're in. It's a battle for humanity. Right now in Italy, there are, so, there are more coffins than they need to. They're constantly burying the dead. In fact, released a statement yesterday saying that the virus may have killed more people than they have counted. They're going to wait until the end of it to see how many people, because they're like, more people have died than ever before, and the only thing that could have killed them was corona. So now they're going to give us the numbers. That's the same thing we're facing here in America if we don't comply with orders to stay home. I know it's not politically expedient in an election year for politicians to consider the lives of people. They're more interested in big business. I know Jeff Bezos donated $100 million, but you, you can't have billions. You can do better than that. How about paying your workers and sending them home? Right now, we're in a situation where going to the grocery store is about to become a problem. Right now, Walmart is saying, uh, we have reduced hours, and we're going to practice social distancing. So we're only going to let in one person per 1,000 square feet, meaning 20 people at a time are going to go in. It's going to flow, but guess what? More people are going to stand out there and feel displaced. This is the situation and the reality that we are in going forward. And this is going to take some time for us to go forward. 
it is going to be on a mammoth scale, and we have to be prepared for it. But in this week, I want us all to just focus. Lord, I just need enough grace for today. If we get up every day and focus only on today, you will emerge from this in a better mental place than going in thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I myself have had to tune out from social media. When I began reading Facebook and the RIPs began showing up on my Facebook feed, I knew it was time for me to bow. Every now and then I pick it up. I, I finally went to the stage where I gave myself a 24-hour access. So I would post in the morning, but I wouldn't read the I wouldn't read the comments. I would not read the stories. I would not go through it. The RIPs were just killing me, you all. So many people. You just look around like really seriously. The RIPs were just, just off the chain. They were killing me. These are folks. This is somebody's grandma, somebody's auntie, somebody's mom, somebody's wife, the bus driver who complained about people coughing on him. These are real people who have families who depend on them. When you look at these things, it's enough to shake you. So I tuned it out. I tuned out Twitter. That has lifetime, you know, like live feed of of politicians and streaming and stuff. I, I tuned it out. I was like, I'm done. Can't do it anymore. Don't want to see it anymore. So I had to turn in to find my source of strength, to lean on my source of strength. There are people right now who are facing terrific battles. There are people right now whose landlords are hovering for money, and if you can't pay them, you don't know what's going to happen. Then I am praying for you that peace will come upon your landlord to stop offering I'm going to pray that the God of the universe holds him hostage so he can't bother you anymore, so you live in peace. And in the name of Jesus, it is so. I'm praying for you that you have a boss who is telling you to come into work, and you know that you don't want to take that risk because something could happen. I am praying that that boss is also held hostage by the spirit of Jesus Christ himself. I'm praying peace over your mind. As you look around you and see friends and perhaps even folks whom you know, Palm Sunday that we traditionally celebrate, this just reminds us, all of us, that we perhaps have paid too much attention to the traditions of men. We probably should pay attention to what God wants, and that is what we need to pay attention to. So while we meditate on these things, we meditate that the Lord will fight my battles. In in Psalm 24, verse 8, it says, Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong in battle. The Lord mighty in battle. He is the king of glory. You want to know who a king is? It ain't King Charles. It ain't Prince Charles. It's not the queen's husband. The king is not Elon Musk. The king is not Jeff Bezos. They're all human, and all our lives are just like a vapor. Who is the king of glory is the Lord God himself in the name of Jesus. And right now we need to focus in and come now to the point where we focus on who shall we attend, whom shall we attend to. When I have a need, do I bring it to my spouse? Do I bring it to my lawyer? Who do I bring my needs to? It's time for us people to get back on our knees and hold ourselves in front of God. We have forgotten who God 
it. We have not treated God like he's God. We go to churches. We lift up hands. Who are we lifting up hands to? Is it the God of the universe? Or are we lifting up our hands to the man on the stage or the woman on the stage? We have forgotten who God is. We have forgotten where our help comes from. And here we are in the midst of a people, and we don't know how to pray. We don't know who to pray to. We don't even know when we pray God is hearing us. And God sitting up there saying, huh? uh-huh. No, you know, they said recently in a report that the earth itself is shaking. The earth itself has stopped. You know why? Because we lived so fast. Bullet trains and airplanes, cars taking off. Shoot the earth's crust. We didn't even know the earth's crust was crumbling all around us. Now the planet has stood still. The entire planet has stood still because we're not moving. Do you know that there's no smog over Los Angeles anymore? We have come to stand still. While we are standing still, where are we looking? Are we looking to Netflix? Are we looking to the, to the people on TV? We're looking to our governors, to our leaders. Or should we be looking up? Look up onto the hills from whence cometh our help. I'm entreating you. And I'm saying to all of us, we need to start going back to prayer. We need to start going back and pray to the God of the universe. And pray that the Lord will come to our help. It ain't going to be the mayor. It ain't going to be the doctor in the emergency room. It ain't going to be the nurse. We have seen how these folks can't help us. Who can help us is God Almighty. We have become politically correct. It's not politically correct to say the name of the Lord. It's not politically correct to say the name of Jesus. All we want to do is to print it up and package it so everybody can like it. It never was about that. God always said in the scriptures, did he not tell us that, that the wind of the shaft will separate? Did he not tell us that the word of God will cause separation between husband and wife, between brother and sister? So why are we worried about printing it up and making it politically correct? So what if someone else does not like it? You stand firm on the word of God that you know, and you stand firm that the Lord will fight your battles. Even if it does not look like you will win, you will win eventually because the Lord God is on your side. Stand firm, I entreat you. The Lord will fight my battles. He will fight your battles. Whether your battle is unemployment, whether your battle is going to fight your battles for you, whether it is sickness that has overcome you and family members whom you thought were healthy are dropping from this disease. Let me tell you right now, you look up onto the hills and you hold on to God's unchanging love. You declare and decree that the God I know, the God whom I serve, friends, it's time for us to look up. No, this is not a popular message. People want to hear something that makes you happy. And we go into the sanctuary every Sunday, and they clap hands, and they play the piano, and they play the drums, and you get excited, and you get emotionally happy. Do you have the victory? Do you really have the victory? Now it is time for us to pray. And we're struggling. Uh, how do you do this? We don't even know with assurance that when we pray that God is hearing us. Why? Because we're accustomed to all the props. Now the props have been removed. It's Easter. And now what? Now what? Now what? It's Palm Sunday. Now what? You don't have the palms to lay out. It was never about the trappings. It was always about the truth. Hear what the scripture says. It says, he who has not sworn deceitfully nor lifted up his soul to an idol. What idol we lifted up our souls to? The God of wealth, the God of entertainment, the God of sports, the God of sex. 
those were the idols we held up before us. And in the name of Jesus, none of those things can help us right now. But people are walking away and laughing. They collected your money so they can live on a 300-acre estate in, in, in Kentucky, and you can't ride up in there. So they're free from the virus. They have help from the virus. We all are wondering how celebrities are diagnosed with the virus, and miraculously, they're covering in 14 days. And your friends and my friends go down to the hospital and come out in a body bag. Come on, people. Something is wrong with this picture. That means they have a vaccine or they have some cure that they give to some and they don't give to others. Just think about what happened to him. Just recently, yesterday, we read about Pink, the singer, who was diagnosed with the virus, and then she miraculously recovered. And I'm like, wow, some people are miraculously recovering from the virus, but ordinary people are dropping like flies. In the name of Jesus, ordinary people better start looking up because up there is where our help comes from. Look up onto the skies. We haven't been doing a lot of that because we've been looking at our screens. We have been looking at the people pontificating and postulating in front of us on screens. And they create all kinds of drama as they run from one end of the stage to the other to get our attention. And we like it because it's entertaining and it makes us feel good, but we're not informed. We don't know who to pray to. Well, this is your call to prayer today. Psalm 24, you better look up to the hills. We all better get information and look onto the hills. Get down on our knees. Try going down on your knees, yo. I am in practice. So whether there was COVID, before COVID, I had so much adversity in my life. Frankly, my friends, I didn't have any choice but to stay on my knees. If I wanted to get through something, I learned real early that it was staying on my knees that get me, got me through it. So I didn't have a choice. So my knees are well-practiced. They kind of look reversed in. Yeah, because I've been on my knees. I spend a lot of time praying because that's the only way that I could get victory. It just didn't work for me any other way. So I am assured that God will answer. So I'm saying to all of you today, we need you to pray. All of us, gather information and pray. And when you pray, believe that God, the God of the universe, will answer you. It doesn't matter about the trappings. Some people are famous. Yeah, they jump up and down across the stage and you, you look to them and you're like, but I've been listening to you for years now. And you never told me this stuff was coming. So how am I going to believe you? Look at verse 8. Look up. Yes, it's going to be tough for a minute. You're going to have to hold on. All of us are going to have to hold on to the God of our salvation. We're going to have to believe that when we pray that God is hearing us, and that he will deliver us, regardless of what the situation is, regardless of how we feel, regardless of the fact that our fast-paced lives means we are rushed, regardless of whatever disappointing news we get. Just a few days ago, my daughter is going to be a freshman at Michigan State Spartans. Go green. And she, her orientation, her freshman orientation is killed for early July. She got an email saying that is going to be virtual. So how should she feel? This is the generation born after 9-11. And this generation born after 9-11 can't walk across the stage to get their diploma, can't participate in a prom. And now her freshman college orientation is going to be virtual. So she's like, so are they going to virtually tell me that you're now in room 205, which is going to be your health sciences? first class, and I'm like, apparently, that's why they are letting you know from now that it will be. How do you think she feels? So she was looking at me, and I said, 
I think I know where this is going and I think I'm liking it. It's quite possible that the first weeks of campus might just be virtual and then they will tell us when to return to campus. Can you believe it? This is the reality that we are looking at. It's times like these that you have to wonder, what do they know that they're not telling us? What do they know? So since I don't know what they know and what I don't have access to the same information they have access to, but I am going to hold on to the words of the scripture that encourage me, and I'm going to hold on to my faith in God and my belief in God that he's going to fight every battle that I go through. Let's just pray before we leave for those of us who are here and believe God that something in the midst of this, that the Lord God will keep us in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning and we lift up our hearts unto you. We place you on our hearts. We look up to you because you are our God and you are the only person, the only source that can help us. Have mercy on our world. Have mercy on the people in our world, our friends, our neighbors, our family members, our loved ones, the people in our homes, our spouses, our children, Lord God. Have mercy on all of us. Jesus, we ask you to step in on our lives this week. Fight our battles this week, even as our bodies fight viruses. Lord God Almighty, fight our battles this week. Fight every battle that would come against us. Be a bastion and a strength. Be our high tower in the name of Jesus. Be the safe place that we run to this week, oh God. You will fight our battles, Lord God. And this week, oh God, we place every battle in your hands, in your comforting hands, in your safe hands, Lord God, assured that we know that you will keep us. Father, I pray for my friends who are watching and listening. I ask you, O God, that you cover them, Lord God. Lift their hearts, comfort those who are grieving, Jesus. Bring comfort and reassurance to those who are wandering. Bring the spirit of calm over all of us, Jesus, and remove fear and anxiety. Lord God Almighty, the people who lead us, who are in positions of power, I ask you, Jesus, to step right in, intercede on our behalf, to make policies that protect us and keep us, Lord God Almighty. I pray for our brothers and sisters who are homeless. Lord God Almighty, make provision for them, Jesus. Bring them out of the darkness, Lord God. Bring them into places where they can have access to health care and housing, Lord God Almighty. And give us a compassionate heart, Lord God, so that we will help one another, love one another, just as you ask us to. In Jesus' name. It's Sunday morning. It's Palm Sunday. We're going to have dinner, and we're going to celebrate the spirit of Christ who has risen, and that on this Palm Sunday, as he rode through Jerusalem 2,000 and odd years ago, triumphantly, that triumphancy will be our victory this week. Thank you so much, everybody. This is Harry Cameron with Down to Earth. I encourage you to go listen to this message again throughout the week. You can find me on all major uh, podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and all the podcast platforms. There are about 25 of them. <laughs> I'm on every one of them. Thank you so much for listening, and I encourage you to be blessed. I, I, I speak peace over all of us this week, and of course, the love of God that it should have brought in our hearts. I just want to remind you the words of the songwriter that says, blessed be the type binds our hearts in Christian love, a fellowship of kindred minds, 
is like to that above. Be blessed, everybody. Thank you so much. Be blessed. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus